what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about my main man, Malcolm. Yeah, the alliteration is on point. But, of course, we got my main um, woman. Woman? There we go. Main woman, Marie. Breaking up the alliteration. The point is, Malcolm and Marie review. Here it goes. It's going down right now on the first ones to die. Check it out. You are now listening to the first ones to die. First ones to die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the first ones to die. I am Jonathan. I'm here with Jerome. And Alex, how are you doing? I'll first start with uh, Alex. How are you doing? I am exhausted, but not bad. <laughs> uh, it's been like a crazy bit of a week, but uh, nothing too too much. So it's been not bad. Just tiring. That's good. Tiring. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. I definitely feel you. Jerome, how are you doing? I got Canada Dry. That's that's how I'm doing. Canada Dry. <laughs> we are had to put that in there. Sponsored. Yeah, he had to put that in there. Listen, but Canada Dry, if you want to hit us up, I mean, <laughs> by all means. Ain't nobody else sponsoring you, all right? We could do a good job. Okay, now we just I'm lost sure, our sponsor. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they have other <laughs> Name Anyway. <one>. Name them. <laughs> we are less than a minute in, and we've already insulted a major corporation. Anyway. Uh, major in all brands. fairness, Jerome insulted the major corporation. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> Uh, Which he can be easily replaced if necessary. Ah, please. <laughs> All right. I am the the soul of this <laughs> this podcast. Jonathan is the brain. Alex is the heart. All right. Every all three and together we make Captain Planet. The point is <laughs> I don't know how I feel about being called the heart. Is this a democracy? Can we take a vote? Um <laughs> Well, you don't want to be the heart. I don't, don't want to be the heart. Wants to be the heart. That's just weak sauce. <laughs> what would you rather be, Alex? I don't know. Just anything but the what heart. What do you want to be? The tibia? Is that what you want to be, Alex? Huh? You want to be the basal ganglia of this podcast? I know a lot of body so many, parts. Why do you know so many body parts? <laughs> what was the last one you just said? I've never basal heard ganglia. That. What is that? I Where forget is what that? it is, but I know it's in the brain, I think. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, Jonathan. All right. I know the terms. I don't know where they go. <laughs> if you know a body part that's supposed to be in the brain, shouldn't you be the brain? No. <laughs> what are I'm you not... again? I'm the soul. The soul, baby. <laughs> you know? I feel like heart and soul aren't they the same thing? No. You can have heart, but if you ain't got soul, you can't make music. I don't know what I'm talking we about. We are not Listen, making I'm a new exhausted, all right? I'm just telling you. So what are we doing like today, Johnny? Okay, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, <laughs> first, before I say that, uh, I just want to uh, let everyone know, uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Um, if you want to hit that, whatever platform you're listening to, hit that like button, those five stars, give us a review. Uh, we very much appreciate it as, you know, a growing ever-growing um, podcast. We, we, we want to expand our audience as much as possible. So uh, give us some, give us some uh, a like or, a, or whatever the kids subscribe. call it these days. Yeah, subscribe. Um, whatever the kids <laughs> and with that being said, let's get to the thing that you probably clicked on this podcast for. You read the title. It is you our review <laughs> of Malcolm. I didn't hear that, Jerome. 
I'll just I'll, I'll keep going. Our review of Malcolm and Marie, the movie that just dropped on Netflix, directed by Sam Levinson, starring Zendaya and John David Washington. Just those two. A good one hour and 46 minutes drama, romance, a lot of drama, okay? Uh, IMDb describes it as a director and his girlfriend's relationship is tested after they return home from his movie premiere and await critics' responses. So how we like to do it on The First Ones to Die, we like to first, you know, talk about our general thoughts, non-spoilers, and then... We talk in, in in deep, in depth, and get in into deep. spoiler territory. In deep, in depth, and get into spoiler territory. We'll give you a warning. So if you want to click off uh, when we dive into the spoilers, in case you haven't seen it yet. Um, so let's start. Uh, Jerome, you watched this movie, I'm assuming fairly recently since it just came out. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your what are your overall thoughts? Um Overall thoughts is, uh, for me, it's a mixed bag because I definitely see, like, it. this movie is an interesting thing because it's, you know, it's made during COVID times, you know, like the the heat, the height of um, the COVID quarantine, uh, stuff like that. And um, so, you know, it has that going for it as something that came out of, you know, adversity, I guess. Um, and on paper, this movie seems uh, very interesting. And I a uh, bottle film, but a bottle drama. You know, it's not like a sci-fi epic or anything like that. Like, it's two people having a dramatic conversation. And I I enjoy movies like Dinner with Andre, and I enjoy uh, Sam Levinson's um, Euphoria special episodes he's been doing. Um, the one in particular with Rue is a conversation. It, it's a bottle episode that takes place at one location where two characters just talk to each other. And that's like the whole episode. Um, so I enjoy that content. However, I feel like this movie is, uh, it starts very strong. It has some great performances in the very beginning. But as for me personally, as the movie continues, it seems like the script seems starts to lose steam. And because the script's losing steam, it seems like the performances are losing steam because they're they're kind of do going through the motions at this point, um, and I don't know if that's because this this to me overall this feels like something that's like an on a whim idea that while it is well written, it isn't well executed. Like of like you know what I want to make a movie during COVID, let's just let's just do that. So that's just you know my opinions. I know that's not very clear. But it's like that's as clear as I can get without giving any spoilers away. <laughs> okay, and how about you, Alex? Oh, I hated it. Simple as that. I I didn't like it. I think you're right. Don't the, mince I, words. the The premise was good. The idea was good. The actors are great. I love Zendaya so much. Um, but I found it boring, and it was kind of like. A lot of this could have been avoided and it just looks like two people who have a crappy relationship together and it's just like well i see a lot of this already on my normal shows i don't have to watch an hour like 40 minutes of it so i think again it was a great idea and like 
there is that whole plot of kind of being trapped in one room with a person and not being able to leave. So you're either having to sit in this uncomfortable silence or hash out your issues. So that is like a, often a common plot in or yeah, I guess plot in movies and things. But I just think the way it was executed in this film made it seem more like they were kind of. It was just they were both kind of being annoying and over dramatic. For for the characters they were trying to represent, it just felt like this is a really just a bad relationship. So. Um, and for my thoughts, I very much agree with none of you because I loved this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed that. <laughs> I assumed it with the way you whipped your head back. <laughs> you were very, yeah, you were very subtle about how much you disagreed. Yeah, you literally <laughs> almost fell out of your chair when I said I hated it. But go, tell us why you loved it. Yes. So going into it, I was very excited about this. As listeners may know, I talked about this in our episode with Jasmine, our 2021 expectations. This was one of the movies that I was very excited about. Uh, and, you know, for my part good reason because you know zendaya watching her like career growth has just been awesome been a fan for a long time and then john david washington you know i've only seen him in in black klansman but um i've been meaning to watch tenet haven't seen that but very excited to uh, uh see that and just very excited to see his you know career um start to blossom as well so with these two you know high profile high like like uh, their their careers are both blossoming at the same time um and they're both starring in this movie together uh that 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 made me excited as well and the fact that it was written by um sam levinson who uh writes and directs euphoria uh it, it just made me just made me pump for this movie and in watching it during the movie, I felt at some points that I was watching a play because, you know, it takes place in one location. It's very dialogue heavy, very emotional. I can 100% see this translating to stage. And even though it's not like there are a whole bunch of twists and turns in the movie, I felt like I was just emotionally captivated by Zendaya and John David Washington's performances. And that's something that I need to happen in a movie that only stars two people and is only in one location and is about their relationship and how toxic it, it really is. And, you know, there, there were like moments that um, I didn't ex expect really not in a way of like, oh my gosh, this is a huge twist, but like from the characters themselves, um, acting wise and like emotional wise. So I, I was all in on it. So I'm excited to, to dive into and dissect this entire movie. Um, yeah. Uh, with that being said, should we end our non-spoiler section here and get I, into I spoilers? Think, yeah, with this type of movie, we can only do spoilers. Yes. There's nothing we I can agree. say in vain. Well, it's very minimal. Oh, it was this character. To, yeah. It was possibly this character. No, there's there's two. <laughs> well, it's, well, I say minimal because compared to every other movie we've done, 
so far on this podcast, every other movie is not this bare bones where it's one location, two characters, nothing but dialogue. There's no yeah. action. There's no, like, as far as, like, you know, physical action, there is no, uh, you know, other thing happening, like a, a mystery or a plot. It's just, it's two people in a relationship talking. That's it. <laughs> like, so it's it's kind of hard to review this type of movie without talking about some of the dialogue pieces, some of the things they touch on, all that stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Um, Jerome, uh, let's go back to you. And then I guess we can just open up the conversation here. Uh, so you said you were you were kind of mixed on it. Would you lean more towards having an unfavorable opinion on it or having a favorable opinion on it? I think... I think I lean more on having an unfavorable opinion on it, um, only because uh, I, I recognize that the performances are pretty decent. Zendaya and John David Washington do a great job um, in their respective roles. And also the cinematography is really cool. It's really beautiful. And shout out to Sam Levinson for uh which it's not all him because you know dp makes the film just as much but nonetheless shout out to both of them for being able to light black people especially a dark-skinned man in black and white because i've seen way too many movies that they're like we're gonna do black and white with black people and they don't understand that black people in black and white you have to have a specific look for your film you have to light them a certain way or they just get lost in the shadows so shout outs to him I think he did a great job, especially when John David Washington's outside in the dark. You can still see his outline. You can still see his frame. You still know it's him. That I think, was yeah, cool. that's a good point, too. And also because they are both such different shades. She's such a lighter shade because she is mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to capture them both in the same frame with the lighting must have been trickier than they probably thought it would be. But they actually, yeah, you're right. They did that really well. There's never too much lighting on one person or another mm-hmm. because you can see that you're right in older films. I like to watch a lot of films from like the 1920s and the tens when they were still black and white. And you can see that even when they did it with certain white people, the lighting was too much and it had this like light glare across their forehead every single time. So the fact that they could get somebody two people of such different shades, well lit in mm-hmm. a black and white film is yeah, actually I never thought about that. That's really well done. Why do you think they did shoot it in black and white? I think it was just to kind of be stylistic. You know, you're already dealing with a movie that's very minimal in execution. You know, you you kind of want it to stand out. Like, you don't want it to just be like yet. An, like, you don't want it to feel like a. I, I, I would assume he didn't want it to feel like a student film, like something someone just shot in their house. Or like marriage. I don't know. Story a lot of student two. films have like well, a black and white vibe to them. I yeah. think it. I think it has to do with it really just because like a lot of movies that tried to play that minimalistic game mm-hmm. will use color as metaphors. They'll use a lot of visual aid and stuff like that. Little bits here and there. Um, but with black and white, you're really focused either on the dialogue or the, what the person has to be doing or how their body language is. You can't be like, Oh, you know, she changed from like a gold dress to a red dress. You're seeing her mood change with the colors of her outfits, you know, something like that, which has mm. been shown, yeah, in other films. This is solely just, it's them. It's their conversation. You're more focused on what the characters are doing and saying rather than 
you know, their outfits to the surroundings. It's a really focus centered on the actors. And also maybe if we want to get into like the metaphoricalness of it, maybe, you know, it's like black and white, night and day. These people are two completely different people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that that can be one of the reasons that, you know, but you know you decided to shoot it on black and white. But I just you know, that being said, you know, so I recognize there's good in this movie. There is. My problem is that it all does not blend together with the sum of its good and bad parts because John David Washington and Zendaya, while they are good actors, they are not good together. They do not seem like a relationship. They seem like one really good actor doing another scene with another really good actor, but it doesn't, I, at no point did I ever feel like they really had actual chemistry. Like, Oh yeah, no, like they totally are in a relationship and they're having a fight. I feel like I'm watching a person who's got a really good script. They read through it. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do it like this. And another person who got who got the same script, but the opposite side. And they're just like, yeah, I'm going I'm to read it like this. And they came to that, to that set and performed their scene. And I think that's, and that I think takes away from a lot of the weight and gravitas of this script because they don't, they don't have chemistry. If I don't already buy them as a relationship, I'm just watching two people yell at each other. I'm not watching a relationship more or less, not even really crumble because at the end of the film, they don't break up or anything. Um, but, you know, I'm not watching a relationship in tension. Why was I about to say spoiler alert? Thanks for spoiling. No, but we're in the spoiler section. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and then the other major thing for me personally is, uh, and I feel like uh, I watched a Double Toasted podcast, uh, their recordings and stuff. And what they said a joke. They were like, this movie is mistitled. It shouldn't be called Malcolm Marie. It should be called And Another Thing because that is the entire script of this movie is that they'll fight. Then they'll start making out and then they'll be like, you know what, matter of fact, and I'm just like, wait, what? what is happening? You are the most bipolar uh, like relationship I've ever seen in my life. But it's because the movie has to keep going. And I agree with you, Alex, that like this movie is way too long for that to be a conversation, especially once we once we hit near the end where we get to the meat and potatoes of, okay, Marie, what are you so mad about? You you didn't why didn't you cast me? Why like you know we start hitting points that feels like things that if you had said that earlier, this conversation would have been over. But because you've I been... think if they hadn't had those like little breaks where they made out and the argument stayed steady, it would feel less of a time. But it feels like they were purposely taking breaks and it's like, wait, have you never been in an argument with your No, you guys just kind of scream and shout. And well, then like Yeah. Yeah, you might come back together, but you're not gonna make out in the middle. <laughs> so what I liked about that though and I, I figured that this would be, you know, the premise of the movie when I heard that, you know, it was just them two and taking place in one spot and that they're a couple who fights a lot, is that there would be a lot of moments where they're, you know, fighting and, and make up, fighting make up. And I feel like that brought out the realness in a lot of relationships in that, you know, it's not just fight and you don't talk to the other person for... T- however long you know you might fight and then think you're cool with the other person but then they say something that triggers another fight and then it the a pattern starts again but what i really liked about it is that no two fights were the same first one the first fight was like 
very passive aggressive. There was another fight that was just a screaming match. There was another fight where she was crying and he was being a little like of a d bag. There was another fight where when you know they were kind of like roasting. Yeah, <laughs> there was another fight where they were just like roasting each other. So it wasn't they were having the same argument over and over again. They were having like fights that would evolve based on the fight that they had previously and they would try a different tactic in other t- in order to get their point across. But that's the whole thing. It was the same fight. They were doing nothing but belittling each other. He was kind of mocking her mental health state and she was kind of belittling his career in a way and then it all just comes down to well why didn't you cast me? Which is like the most anticlimactic you know, ending ever. It's all about like that. It's like, is that, is that it? Is that really your problem? Is oh, this why I... everything started the way it was? Because you didn't get to act in his film? Well, I said that, I, but I, I, I did realize that because when she has that ending monologue where she says, you know, I just wanted you to say thank you. And I, I get where she's coming from, like the character. I understand what the what the speech was, and it was very beautiful. I love the way it was written. That's, it just was one of those things, though, where I'm like, because, and, and this is why I thought it was all the same fight, is because they they, and this is how the dialogue's written, is that they reference other moments that they've said before in the same argument. So it's the same argument, but the way that Sam Levinson writes the dialogue is that it always like they 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 you know have pauses, but then this moment will come back and be referenced again, but in a different perspective, and that's cool. Well, yeah, because they never solved anything. Uh, yeah, it's not necessarily that they're bringing it back. Nothing was ever resolved. They argued, they stopped, but they never finished the argument. So of course, it's going to come back. I mean, anytime you have an argument with somebody, unless there's a conclusion or resolve, it's always going to come back. I mean, that's so, not just relationship. That's with, like, friends and family, too. Right. Um, so back to uh, your point about, um, Alex, about uh, the why didn't you cast me? Um, that was her whole, like, that was the that was the thing in the end, the kicker, essentially. That felt like the, but, like, the, the thank you part, yeah, that one I more understand. Because he did take parts of her past and put it into the movie and everything like that. And it's, like, she has shown to be his emotional support during all this. Especially during a time where he's waiting for, like, the critics. And I, you know, there's a moment of, like, the self-pity where he's like, oh, yeah, the critics kind of can take an assessment of one's identity and criticize the movie as well. And he's like, that's not fair. But it also feels like self-pity in a way. Because it's like, well, my personal life. Well, yeah, no, your personal life is involved. Because you brought it into the movie. You can't self-pity and then be worried about what the critics say about your personal life connected to the movie when you did it yourself. And yeah. she's try- showing some support there. Another time she's just like, no, you brought my personal life into this movie too. Yeah. So that's another well, reason the- she's critical of it. The the reason why I liked the the uh, you cast you didn't cast why didn't you cast me, um, when she said that I was like oh yes that's what I was, I, because throughout the movie, <laughs> throughout the movie, you know, they were talking as if you know she was a washed up actress who, you know, uh, tried to work in Hollywood but it it and maybe was like had a, a moderate amount of success at one point but then it never really amounted to anything and i'm here thinking 
okay, you're super young. You're you have you're super young. You look like an actress, and um, you're you're not married. Your your boyfriend is a director. Why are we acting like you know? Why are we acting like you couldn't be cast in one of his future projects or 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 whatever? Um, and then when she said, "Why didn't you cast me?" It, I, I was reminded of that, and I was like, okay, maybe she has been holding this in for a long time, and it's one of those unspoken things uh, that she just uh, brings up because she wants to, she's like finally had enough of it, and that's that's what she wants to get across um, in the movie. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but I, 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 I like that point because I... I yeah, I did like the um, the why didn't you cast me because, you know, I felt like it gave reason to a lot of the things that she was saying throughout the movie. I think it it's one of those things, though, where I think and it's it's why I think this movie doesn't hit because a lot of people have always have compared it to like Marriage Story. But I think it doesn't hit as well as Marriage Story did because Marriage Story gives you a full context of what's going on before you even get into like the meat and potatoes of the arguments and all that stuff. Like we know, Oh, give me meat and potatoes all day. Well, I'm just saying you get Scarlett Johansson. You, we know where she comes from. We know where Adam driver comes from. We know why this relationship is crumbling. Even still like we, we have context for what this relationship is to understand why it's falling apart. And with Malcolm and Marie, we don't know anything because we've never met these people before tonight when they're having this argument. So we don't know all of this stuff about Malcolm, about Marie, about whatever. So it's like we have to take a lot at face value without understanding why. And I think that's I think I like and I I say that not as so much a a criticism, but rather like why I think because I, I took to the internet because I was like, you know what? I'm not really feeling this movie, but maybe I'm wrong. Took to maybe, the maybe I'm missing something. So I took to like the internet to like go see, to watch YouTube videos, like YouTube reviews from other reviewers and stuff like that. What do you guys think? What are the, what is the world saying? And the consensus has oh, ranged, has ranged, no, no, nah, but the consensus has ranged from, oh, I really loved it to pe- people who are like me, who are just like, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I like some things, but I'm like everything to people like Alex, who were just like, this was boring and this was like a waste of time. So it's like I, I couldn't get a good gauge on it. And I think the reason the movie is so divisive is because it's very unclear. If you're into dialogue, especially if you're into theater, this is right up your alley. Like, this feels well, see, like that's the thing is, thing. I, I'm into theater. I love theater. I do watch, go see a lot of plays and movies that have been turned into plays. My whole issue is just I didn't like the breaks they weirdly took. And I think they just stretched it out longer than it should have been. Mm. I think this movie would have been wonderful. Maybe 60 minutes, maybe just under that. I think it would have done really well like that. May had a strong, like, argument, the, the two of them. Marriage Story, I didn't like it. I didn't think they were a good couple either. I didn't think they had. Well, that's really... when they were getting a divorce. Like that was well, them. Like, no, no, no. I, they I were meant like <laughs> they—they didn't give me. They just 
they didn't give me that vibe that like yeah they were once a happy couple now they're just you know angry because well i won't i won't say why they were so angry with each other um in case anybody hasn't seen it mm-hmm. it just felt like no, you guys should have never been together. And this one, I think you were more so right. It's just they didn't have that chemistry. You know, for people I, who kept stopping fights to make out or almost have this weird forgiveness in the middle, it didn't seem real or plausible, especially with the body language that Zendaya had during the, or Murray had during the film, where she had this coldness to her. Because she was angry for the lack of appreciation, the lack of acknowledgement that she was feeling. And, you know, him, he was so intertwined with his own mind and then kind of gaslighting her at some points. But other times he was like, look, I am anxious. I'm waiting for these critics. I'm waiting for them to critique me and everything. And it's kind of like. You're both on a different plane right now. And I do know that is how sometimes arguments begin because one's here and one's here and then all of a sudden it all just comes crashing in the middle. But just the feel of if they had a real relationship beforehand wasn't there. And I don't know if maybe it's because we do lack the contacts or something. But I think maybe Zendaya with another actor would have been better if I had to replace one just because I like Zendaya so much. So... um I I 100% agree that this is a toxic couple. They are boyfriend and girlfriend. They are not married no. by the government. They should not be together at all. I mean, even if they were, they should probably. Well, because yes. especially because of exactly. the way I like, as I it made me laugh when she was mad at um, Malcolm for the way he fights. He's like, "You just take it too far," and I'm just like, "I know how that feels." Because I used, uh, when, especially when I was a kid. I used to be like that when I would get in arguments with people. I'm like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to destroy you. Don't you ever your life challenge me. And, and it just, and it, it's like, it, but I had to learn. It's like, look, it's one thing to argue. It's another thing to like purpose. Hey, reminder not to bring up my personal right. trauma to Oh, uh, no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I will, <laughs> if you like piss me off enough, I will go ahead and go for the jugular. And that's a real problem because also like it's also a different fighting for me because i you jonathan you have a sister but i highly doubt both of you actually have sisters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um when two sisters fight it is it gets dark man it will you will go for every insecurity the other person has you will find a way to tear them down and it's always about some stupid reason that started the fight and with like me and my sister we've done that we've done that point where we have made each other straight up cry We'll sit in silence for like a good five minutes. And then the other person's like, you want to go get food? And they're like, yeah, fine. Let's go get food. You're paying though. And he's like, fine. And then that's it. We moved on. Argument was dealt with. But yeah, having sisters, you will like, you will go deeper than you should have ever. You think you you were a bad person. <laughs> you think you were bad in arguments. You should see when two sisters fight. It is. It is cruel. <laughs> And I had to learn not to do that with normal people because that's how you end. That's how you lose friends. <laughs> that's how you lose friends. You can't fight like a sibling with friends. When when Malcolm in the movie brought up, you know, her her uh, you know drug abuse, like t- against her and her yeah. uh, harming herself, and and I could snap you like a twig. Like that's not something that's you should ever say to a woman, to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just like, okay, this 
that's that's the point where I was like, okay, I'm a little bit more on Marie's side. I didn't really want to take sides because I'm like, this is a I think this is a couple who was fighting. And, I took you know, both. Couples... The, I like I bounced between I... the two because I could see I see Marie's point in that Malcolm is you know very self. He can be selfish, and I know I understand that because as a creative and especially a filmmaker. I I've seen that selfishness as a like as a creative and an artist. So I know- and from the first like five minutes of the yeah. movie when he's talking when he's literally just having talking for he's five having a whole conversation with himself about himself. <laughs> and she, with himself. in all fairness, where he just tried not to like fight, she says like, "Look, nothing productive is going to happen, or gonna, nothing productive is going to be said tonight." So like. Let's not. But see, that's the thing. That's why I was also against Marie a couple times. Because I'm like, you're also passive aggressive and incredibly insecure. And you'll take it. You'll take it. You're taking away from him. You'll be happy to take away from him a moment that he's excited about because you don't feel like you're a part of it. And And so it's like the two of them, both of their attitudes make them terrible for each other. Yeah, no, they're both just terrible toxic characters written yeah my i was i understood this scene but i didn't get why it needed to be filmed this way when he's eating the macaroni and cheese (laughs) i get it he's watching down the hallway to see what she's doing and it's kind of this whole like controlling thing and like what is she doing in the other room i need to know but why is he eating macaroni and cheese and then just flipping his tie over that was like a whole weird well he doesn't want to get mac and cheese on his tie that's the thing yes um, and so, so when it's I fine was to get watching... it on the white shirt, but not the black tie. Well, you know, the tie logistics. can, the tie can, you know, exactly. Logistics. All right. It's a man thing. Whatever. <laughs> Just wondering where y'all fucking ties. <laughs> um, when I was watching that scene, I didn't realize at first that she was making mac and cheese. I thought she was making something a lot more elaborate. And then when I saw that it was mac and cheese with, you know, the Malcolm Marie title on it, I was like, oh, that's it. Um, I think it was just because, you know, I don't, I don't really know why they chose mac and cheese, but I think it was just because it was, it was basic logistically. Like when you come home from a long event and you don't want to make a whole meal, you know, you just pop the box mac and cheese in there and there you go. Which, so I, I, I think, think it's a form of like comfort food too. Cause mm-hmm, you're like, that as well, whether you're having a bad night or a good night mac and cheese is just something nice to always have see this is why i couldn't have been marie though because that would have been an argument in and of itself and she's like well that's why i made your own grateful behind some mac and cheese made me some mac and cheese you act like you had got the velveta in there all right you made some blue box special craft mac and cheese five-year-olds could make that mac and cheese (laughs) And, we, and yet your that ass would be didn't an make any, did you? I don't give a damn. You didn't make it, could you? No, no, no. All you did was stand over some mac while and she cheese. was cooking All right. and just complain over and over. You're proving Marie's point <laughs> what I'm right saying now. You literally you she made, insult me she made and then even act like you small, made a gourmet meal to feed me. A, okay. She made an effort, though. She made an effort. He didn't. Instead, he just sat at the table, glaring down the hallway with his tie flipped over. I'm his not shoulder. saying he's right. I'm just saying, don't come out here and act like crass mac and cheese is filet mignon, well, and act like I'm just gonna sit here and take it. I'm not gonna take next that. Next time, y'all get nothing. How about that? I'll be more than happy to work. make my own crass mac and cheese. All right. When you make it the first time, we'll see. <laughs> I- Alex, we ain't in a relationship. Why are we? Because <laughs> I'm proving your point. <laughs> proving Marie's point. 
I really liked the part where Marie, and this was another point that Marie made that I was just like, yes. When she said, is the reason why you didn't cast me because people were going to ask, because it, it would like essentially take away your shine. People were going to say, oh, was this based on you? Yes. And then people would ask, oh, I wonder whose story it actually is. Is it Marie's? I thought that was the best point that she made, in one of the best points that she made in the movie, and I was proud of her. And um, also, like going back to the thank you thing at the very end, if you notice after she says that whole monologue, I just want you to say thank you for doing this, thank you for doing that, and she lists all of these things. And at the end, after she's done saying that, what does he say? I love you. He still doesn't say thank you. Yeah, Proves the, her point he again. He said it in the morning. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like, uh, I definitely, because I also like the point that Malcolm says, because I've lived this, both in person and seen it, where when she's like, why didn't you cast me? He's like, you didn't want me to cast you. She's like, I wanted you to cast me. And I'm like, yeah, but what you want in your head isn't always what you say. Like, especially when you're creative. Like, I've had moments where I've wanted things from directors from producers from actors but i was too afraid to say it so i didn't say it didn't mean i didn't hurt it didn't still hurt when i didn't get it like i've wanted jobs that i didn't get and it still hurt but at the same time i never like looking back on it i never pushed myself to actually try to get it i just wanted them to hand it to me and I feel like that point was very on point, especially because Malcolm is a director. And I've had that experience as a director for some of my short films where I've had actors who they maybe they are good actors. I've seen them in like, in, you know, being with students, you all kind of kind of share actors and I've seen them in other people's stuff and they were great. But when they auditioned for my thing, they were mediocre. So I didn't give them a chance. Because from my perspective, well, you're not really like, yeah, sure, you're an actor, but you're not what I'm looking for. Unbeknownst to me, they had it in them to be what I was looking for, but they didn't provide that when they had the chance. And I feel like Marie's the same way, is that it's buyer's remorse, that she didn't really try. Like, see, reading between the lines of who she is based off this conversation, how passive aggressive she can be, I'm betting like that she didn't really try that he's not lying on that but she probably assumed i'm your girlfriend and i've been like and then i experienced this i assumed you would just give it to me and i like so it's like you know there's interesting nuances in this conversation that you can derive and that's just one assumption for all i know i could be completely wrong and you know, i think that's where that context is needed because it's like okay, did he offer her the role or did he not? Did he wait for her to ask the role or was, you know, I think that is where the context is needed for certain parts and where we're only getting half the story. So we're like, well, what are you yelling about? Is it because he didn't offer you it or because you didn't even bother to audition for the role and you assumed or you didn't give, you did audition and it wasn't, you know, the 100% that he had expected from you. Well, I think it's the latter. I think she did audition because one of my other favorite points in the movie was when she has the knife and and uh, 
she's you know wigging out and um she's like essentially looking like she's about to threaten him his life or her own life and then it's all a ruse and she's acting she's like look that's what authenticity looks like and then he's like well damn why didn't you do that in the audition but that's what makes me think that she didn't try because she, now she's into it to do it to prove him wrong and she's dedicated to that maybe she just wants to stab him but it's like when you're just when you're just there to just audition. Maybe it's the real desire to actually want to stab the man that finally produced it. <laughs> Maybe. You know, you gotta admit, Jonathan, as an actor, sometimes it's something that has to trigger you into making you fully go into that scene. That anger, that fury in her probably was what finally jump-started that, you know, authenticity style of hers. Well, it's, it's especially because I think about, like, you know, when it comes to trauma, just because you experience trauma doesn't... And this is a thing that uh, this is the point that Malcolm said that I really identified uh, or resonated with as as a, a writer was when he's like, everybody th- wants authenticity, but that's not really what they want. What they want is the the illusion. They want art. They want creativity that's under the guise and illusion of authenticity, because there's a lot of people who like you know for example like sorry i'm so sorry yeah uh like if, just pulling she did from it, my she own did a fun hand motion <laughs> like Have dr you strange seen, you've seen arrested development right i haven't but no yeah there's like oh for it's an old show it got really worse once netflix bought it uh just one brother's a magician and the other brother's like oh you're doing a trick and he's like it's an illusion michael Sorry, I just kept hearing that. Go, go on, continue. Um, but, uh, but you know, like uh, pulling from my own life, like you know, I had my own bouts with depression, suicidal thoughts, whatever. And that experience that it, it'll stick with me forever. I'll definitely always have that in my mind, in my heart, like in who I am. However, if you asked me to star in a movie about my life, I probably can't act that often the act that experience in my life because i'm not an actor i'm not trained in that even though it's it'll be authentic because i experienced it but it won't be authentic to an audience because they're not watching you know your life they're watching a representation of your life they're watching a uh a reenactment more or less and so for but marie was an actor yes but marie like like you said marie is never like even she said like you're the only one that would make any like and make any roles that I could play. And if you're an actor, that is bad. <laughs> like you if you're an actor, like a real actor, it doesn't matter who's writing the script. What matters is your performance. Now, you can get a bad script and that could weigh you down. But if you're a really good actor, you can read a script, see the challenge, know what you like, you know, figure out what'll work for you. Like if you're like if you're a dramatic actor, all right, this is this character, this is their background. Let me analyze, let me do some research. Let me find out maybe what my angle's gonna be on playing this character. How am I gonna play it? How am I gonna hold my jaw? You know, all these things go into go swirl through your head, which Jonathan, I'm sure these things swirl through your head when you when you play characters, you know, of like trying to fit it's like a puzzle almost of like trying to figure out how I'm going to best portray this person that I have to play. And if you're an actor, it shouldn't be, well, my husband's a director now, and so therefore I have <laughs> I have first dibs on all of his characters. It's like, no, sometimes you're not the best person. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. And you know who's proven that? Mila Jovovich. 
whose husband is uh Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is not Wes Anderson. Um, Tim Burton's wife, Paul W. S. Anderson. Thank you. Paul W. S. Anderson is not a great director, and I don't think Mila Jovovich is the best actor for his projects. But why is she in them? Because she's married to the man, and so he's going to cast her in everything. Oh yeah, and Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. Tim Burton's the same way. Carter. And are they always the best person for that role in their respective movies? Not always. But I don't know. She kind of fits the bill a lot. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, because it fits more his. She's aesthetic. weird and yeah. But even right. still, I like. Are they divorced? I don't think so. I think they're still together. I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. Um. Anyway. but you know, nonetheless, what I'm saying is, is that I under like I I understand where he's coming from. There's a lot of points that Malcolm makes that I understand where he's coming from. A lot of people might say like he's a jerk, which he is. And and a lot of points in this argument, he's definitely a jerk. At the same time, though, I also see Marie's faults, too. I don't think she's like, because I know everyone's going to be, every Marie moment on YouTube is going to be, Yas, queen, like every every five seconds, because she's showing this black man who, what the deal is. But the reality is that she's not a good person either. They're both (laughs) terrible people in different ways. Marie carries her shame and insecurity with her at all times to the point where she's unable to love not only herself, but also accept love from somebody else. And Malcolm's so wrapped up in his own world, his own idea of what creativity and productivity and uh, consumption of, of media is that he's very blind to anybody else's needs, their lack of his time, his, uh, his love, his concern. All of these things. He's a narcissist, and he sucks. <laughs> but so, in the end, they're just both terrible people. That, at least from my perspective, I'm sure someone I might, might no. watch it and they'd be like, "No, they're just confused and misunderstood." <laughs> no, I get what you mean about trauma because, like, I've also had I've had everything you have, and as well as like drug abuse. And if there was ever a movie about my life, one I wouldn't want it. <laughs> I don't want people to know what I've been through. Because there's also so much more worse stuff. Um, but also, yeah, I don't think I could act in it because when you're living through something, it always feels more darker than it may actually be. And when you're presenting it through a film, things get changed to what you used to, you know, to what you experience. So it's like, no, 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 this needs to be, you know, darker i was really in a darker place or you know oh no no this wasn't a dramatic scene this was literally my last tuesday why are you making so much emphasis on it so i think that is a lot of it too where you're right she couldn't be able to see it as a maybe a movie when it was her own life because she might be comparing it too much and you know there is in a struggle if somebody tries to play a movie about their own life you know when it like comes to drug abuse and stuff like that, it's like, oh yeah, no, I remember doing that. But that was like my Tuesday, you know, why are you making it such a dramatic scene of, you know, when I fell asleep with my head in the toilet? It sadly wasn't rock bottom for me. Don't make it rock bottom in the film. So like, I get that point. But yeah, I think in the end, they were just two really toxic people to kind of, to me, it was just kind of, yeah, two toxic people arguing. And... I think my main issue, and probably I would have ended up enjoying the film a lot more, 
had it not been so long. I think both their arguments had this weird validation in them, but also you're just both insane. <laughs> I can I can see the I can see the the time thing because um after I watched it cuz I didn't know how long it was going to be um and after I watched it I was like oh that was it felt like it felt like it was longer than it than it actually was um that might be my like one of my very few <laughs> critiques on the movie is that maybe it was stretched out a little bit towards the end but I do think that those ending moments uh, were important, um, and I, I did like those those two beats of the um, why didn't you cast me and like the whole thank you. No, uh, I, I I agree with you that the ending moments were very important. I think it's the other parts Some of the, the movie. The yeah, the the meat in the middle could have definitely been trimmed a Especially, little. Especially, no, I think yeah. you're absolutely agree with the you. critic That's scene cool. is the one where I think it kind of takes space. Because it's the, the monologue yes. where he's where he's reading when the he's, review and he's just ranting. When on he's it. talking about all of the filmmakers or whatever, that's when it's I started to notice the length of the film. When he's like, "Did so and so make this movie?" or uh, "Because they wanted to do whatever." No, it's because of this. Did so and so, and I was just like, "I get it. You're a filmmaker. You know old movies. Can we move on?" Like, <laughs> like I was very much like Marie, where it's just like. You got a good review. Can you please sit down somewhere? Like I am so tired of hearing this uh, this monologue. Like it like when you started, I was kind of with you, but now we're hitting like the 10 minute mark. Nobody should be having no 10 minute monologue rant when they got a good review. <laughs> like if you got the a bad one. The thing that I did like right. about that though, the thing that I did like about that though is it could have been so easy to make it in the movie a bad review. Um and I felt like that could have been, you know, nine out of 10 movies would have made that choice. He would have gotten a bad review. He would have gotten upset. That would have started another another argument for them. But instead, they went the other way. He got a really good review. He was ranting for X, Y, and Z reasons. And she was just in the background laughing at, or in the foreground laughing at him. Um, so I thought it, it kind of broke it up. It was a little bit long, but I think that was intentional to to make the audience maybe seem like, okay, maybe to even make the audience like fed up with him at that point. Like, okay, this dude is going I mean, that off is a, way a too good long. Point. I did get fed up with him. But it was also, I think, <laughs> you're right, it was a good choice to go with a good review because it was like, well, you got a good review. Why didn't the argument end there? Why didn't he move on? But you can kind of see where his selfishness keeps playing in because even though he got a good review, he also wants to argue too. Uh, I want to jump back. You said you had a few criticisms what are the other ones jonathan we know our issues what's yours what did you not like you said there was a few no i said i said one out of the very few well what um, were the other few um well i think the length uh of the movie in general it, it felt a little long to me but it actually wasn't long in theory so i think maybe cutting a little bit of that fat in the middle would have been nice um, also my other th- thing that I was thinking about as I was watching the movie was just a logistics thing. When you get home, the first thing you do is take off your clothes and get into more comfortable outfits. They sat up in these clothes for however long they were in this house and just, especially him, he was in his like suit into, uh-uh, couldn't be me. 
So that was my. I've other done thing. that, so I can't. I can't hold you. I've had moments where I've just sat in my like dress clothes for a while, just chilling. Why? I well, women automatically you walk through the door, bras off. Well, so, it's different because like and for, for like me like, personally, for women I understand because heels, a uncomfortable dress, maybe or whatever. Right. For men, it's but, we're wearing a shirt and pants. Like all you gotta do, do is untuck the take shirt. Off, do you take off the shoes. Take off your shoes. When you yeah, and he didn't take off his shoes. Did. Nah, I take off my shoes. Movement. I don't, I don't yeah. like I, dress shoes are uncomfortable for me. Like after I get home from church, I'm kicking off them shoes. Right? <laughs> like, so, yeah, Adams no, that's a good point. Go. That's a good point. They did stay in full wear for quite some for most of the movie, and it's like, well, those shoes are uncomfortable. I those, think that's all those why clothes are like really stiff. That's why I say this is like a play. In fact, literally, when Zendaya gets in like the panties and the shirt, I was like, all right, now we're in Act Three, and I only said that. Because every act, they have a different costume change. At first, she's in the dress. He's in the uh, the uh, suit. suit. Then, uh, second act, he's taken the suit jacket off. He's rolled his sleeves up. Now he's got his tie. And she's in the bathtub. Third act, she's got her panties and, and wife beater on. He's now, like, unbuttoned his shirt a little bit. Why doesn't he go change? Because there's plenty of times for him to change, too. I, I, like, why not, is he... He's on the mood. I, Plus, he don't want to go I in the assume, bedroom. Marie's in there, and he's mad at her. She's, like, in the tub. <laughs> he's... She, that's also, still the bedroom. like, isn't dress pants uncomfortable for you guys? No. Well, it depends on... They're actually yeah, they're pretty, pretty comfortable. comfortable. Pretty comfortable. Because they're, like, loose. Mm-hmm. They're not... Well, depending on... It depends on, on, on the cut. On, yeah. I hate yeah. men's fashion. <laughs> Even your dress <laughs> wear is comfy. They're more comfortable than jeans. Dress yeah. pants are, are more comfortable serious? than jeans. They're more comfortable than jeans, yeah. but the problem so is... So your formal wear is all more comfortable? It's comfortable, so but loose. Like if, breeze, if the no. breeze comes through, you're going to be cold that whole night. <laughs> no, women's slacks are super uncomfortable. They're tight around the butt area and don't have pockets. <laughs> it's mostly the shirt. I tell you, for me, the shirt and tie and the uh, the upper it's, wear. The yeah, because you can't really tie. stretch. You can't really yeah. like flex your arms. You're very You're constricted. constricted. Yeah. We flex and, something and might hot. pop out. You guys can't move your shoulders. That's a big issue. <laughs> I hate men's fashion. Um, screw you all. Uh, what else? Switching gears a little bit. Um, what else was so other thing... than the clothing? What was another critique you had about the film, Jonathan? I again, I didn't really have too many critiques about it. Like as you guys are talking. Uh, there have been points where I've been like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see that, but nothing where I'm like, yeah, I, I wasn't really on board with, with this aspect of it. Maybe as I marinate on it, because I did watch it today, so maybe as I marinate on it and see, think about it, I'm and that's like, what happened to me, because I watched it on Friday, but I had all day today to like really think about it and process it and analyze like what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, and that list of what I didn't like was stacking up. Um, that being said, do I think this is like an awful movie? No, I I think it's fine. And again, I feel like this is one of those things where it was written quick. Two actors were hired pretty quick because he already knew Zendaya. Well, the thing is, so do you know the story behind it? Well, I know that they were about to film season two of Euphoria and then they got shut down literally like the next day. I was aware that they wanted to film in Zendaya's house, but they couldn't get the filming permits. Well, so uh, this was basically Zendaya's idea. She reached out to Sam Levinson, who is the creator of Euphoria, 
and she said, hey, you know, I want to do something while, while, you know, euphoria, we can't do euphoria. And while COVID is happening and everything, can we do something, you know, safe? And so he said, bet. And they, he wrote the script <laughs> in like, I think a week. See, and it, and it shows. Because I feel like this they, is, I, I, before. I knew you were going to say not to say, I not think to, it's not just a heavy the monologue. And I don't think it's even the dialogue. It's the monologues. There's quite a bit of monologues. Yeah. Not to insult the script. I don't think it's, it doesn't sound, it doesn't feel rushed. It just feels very quick. Like this, I've written scripts like this where it it feels feels like like they didn't go through the final cleanup. Yeah. But, well, so, so, well, he wrote the script and then they filmed, you know, COVID safe in this big mansion in the hills in California, I believe. Um, just the two of them, and a lot of Euphoria people worked on this project. So this is basically yeah, because like they were ready to go. They just couldn't project. film the show. Yeah. They were they hired needed to do. something to do, In, including including Labyrinth, who does who does the yeah. music for Euphoria. So I thought that was a also. Cool I'm glad you brought the music because there's one point where Lil Sims selfish plays in the background while Malcolm's talking, and I was like, that is very on the nose. Shame on you euphoria like all right and you with the, how good the music and euphoria is and being very <laughs> not being you know being very you know vague but then once you really dig into the lyrics you'll be like oh that was a perfect song for this moment selfish is like the most on the nose song <laughs> they could have played this... well there's that other on the nose song that she plays directly to him where she's like where the song i forget how the song goes it's like leave your man yeah or th- something th- all like the music <laughs> it's a threat <laughs> but i i yeah um i will say you know what and you know what's funny too you bringing up euphoria made me think of something because i i, I had to analyze the main thing i was analyzing with this of why i don't like this as much as i like the euphoria special episode with rue or even the one with jules but i like the rue one especially really well i think that one is the best um out of the two and the reason why I came, that I came to when I analyzed it was because I was like, you know, because you the the special episode in the and for Rue is just Ali and Rue talking. That's it, and it's not even like they say anything that's like spoilers for the first season. They don't talk too much. The only thing they really talk about is Jules, but past that, they don't talk about a lot of the other characters. They don't talk about any of that stuff. But the reason it hits different despite being an hour-long conversation between two people in the same location, is because I have the whole season of Euphoria as context for why this conversation makes so much sense, why it hits the way it does. And with Malcolm and Marie, I don't have that. Like, I don't have all this context to make this impact, this like this feel like this argument, this almost nearly uh, relationship-ending argument feel like it has weight and i think that's you know again i hate to repeat myself but that's that's you know i think i think that context is the one thing that would have made this this uh movie feel a lot more um invested feel a lot more uh you know impactful for me and maybe I don't know, like, I mean, a piece of me did want to believe that Marie was Rue, had changed her name, and because Rue's a drug addict, Marie is a former drug addict, so I'm like, maybe this is Rue all grown up, and <laughs> she's, she's, she you finally got clean, and now she's with Malcolm. <laughs> I was thinking about what Jonathan had said um, regarding <laughs> that she was a young actress, and, like, there was no reason really for, like, 
her to necessarily definitely work on her boyfriend's film when she has, you know, she's kind of in this prime of young age. I think that energy of like, why you, why wouldn't you cast me in the film or like something like that would have played better if maybe he was a young, you know, director and she was an older actress or vice versa. She's a young actor trying to break in and he's like an older, you know, director or writer, kind of that imbalance of power in a relationship. But there wasn't really an imbalance there that was causing this, like, anger for them of not being in each other's work. Because both of you are young, starting out, and entering this new world. And to, you know, try to be on with each other at all times would cause... Why are you pointing... Getting closer to the camera, John. Because I <laughs> I have something along that point. So this is this was actually going to be my uh one like my last question for you guys or one of my last questions for you guys. Uh so John David Washington is actually 35 years old and Zendaya is 24 35 I think 35 or 36. No, she's and 26. Zendaya is 24. Oh, she or oh, you're saying Zendaya is 20. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she is she like is the, 24. The you're right. Right. The, those are the actors' ages. And a lot of controversy uh, that came a- about this was the age difference. And people think that it's too much of a, of a common theme where you get the older dude with the younger woman. And that just happens all the time. For me personally, I thought it fit in well with this because it. I don't think it would have been as believable had he been a younger director because I feel like in Hollywood older, especially male directors are rewarded more than younger ones are. Um, so I feel like having that, and we see it in Hollywood all the time with the older dude and the younger woman. So I felt like it was natural and fit in this context. Some of these other times, it doesn't, but in this world, I thought that it fit well. I mean, but that's only like eight years difference, right? Like eight to ten. I actually don't think that much. That's much of an age difference anymore. I watch Love Is Just a Number or something on Netflix, and that disturbed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those are age differences. Was, I would say I'm not. Me, I'm still traumatized by that. They're age. I because I don't agree watch with... it. Don't ever watch it. <laughs> I agree with you, Alex, that um, I think, you know, granted, I don't know, if, like, because I do also agree with your point, Jonathan, I don't think uh, him being an old, like a much older a- uh, director would have cha- uh, would have been maybe what would have made that like uh, that point in her argument um, hold more weight. But definitely if he was more successful, yeah. because the fact that this is like his first actual like major success is one of those things where it's like. If he was more successful, then I could see her point of being like, okay, you were a successful director. You've made how many great movies and you haven't cast me in any single one of them, but you know I want to be an actress versus, all right, like I'm trying to make my first, I'm, I'm still trying to make my first great film and you want me to take a chance because you're my girlfriend. To be but in a you're movie. an actress too. But yeah. you're, but you're, you've never acted in anything. The few times you have tried to go out for auditions, you bombed them. So your track record doesn't give me confidence that like a film I'm trying to make, like my magnum opus, this is going to be my Oscar winner. You want me to take a chance just because you're my girlfriend and you live this life. 
that doesn't mean it's it's just and because you hijacked my story but even then i do agree <laughs> with his point where he's like it's not your story it's not it's not your story it's like and i i feel like it is her that. story because it's it's a part of her story but the whole thing isn't hers and for her to own all well, of well, it. the core of it and he even mentioned yeah. the core of the story is her for sure mm-hmm. and, and that's was, why and he was trying to say th- the bathtub scene he was trying to make it seem like it was such like the sh- the story was this like 10 like less than like one percent based off of her story and it was actually based off all these other women that he you know had relationships with which by the way but when in he- an argument with your significant other partner whatever you want to call them do not bring right. up the other relationships you yeah, have that had. Was a you're low just bar. asking to get like <laughs> way below she- the belt. Kicking. i was like kim why are you doing that like you want to get drowned in that tub don't you he that's was not helping. Her. That's why I was like, he's hitting her all below the belt. Now, even I have limits. Like, I'm not going to That's do not that below ever. the belt. That's like, like, I'm trying to get murdered. That's just... Exactly. Just, that, that, that below, yeah. That's him just trying to and, punch and, straight for the ovaries. Like, it's just, like he's, he just... He's trying to get and killed. He was, he was saying that, but when he would bring up every single example, other example, um, when anyone in the movie would talk about the movie itself... It would all be related to her story. So the, the math just wasn't math and the things weren't adding up when he, you know, told her his spiel. But here's the thing. And this is the, this is the major thing of like, yes, it is your story, but that doesn't mean you're the best to tell it. And that's the that's the uh, that's the other thing. Just yeah, but because you can't go and gaslight and be like, oh, no, it's not when literally any point you're making about the movie is relates to me the most major points you're making about your own film are connected to this person and then you're trying to claim it's not this person and it's just like then you bring in other people and it's just like what are you what are you trying to do then what is your end goal that's true and i i that's the part where i was like why can't you just because in my own head i was saying this i was like if i was having this argument i would just be honest with her and tell her that in my person from my perf- my perspective as a filmmaker I don't think you're best to tell your own story. That would have hurt her feelings, I'm sure. But I think that's what he thought, is that she's not the better storyteller to tell her own story. Because even if you're an actor and you're, you didn't write the words, you're still, a, you're still a storyteller in a way because your acting helps inform what this story is about, helps inform the dialogue, helps inform all of these things you're supposed to feel in this, in this moment, in the movie or in the scene or whenever. So it's like, so you're still a storyteller. I consider actors just as much storytellers as the person who writes the words on the page. And he didn't believe at the time that she could tell her story, help tell her own story. Granted, and then when she wanted to prove him wrong, then she got into it. But it's like, but like he said, why do you do that in the audition? What, where was that fire and urge to do that beforehand when you had the, 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 the chance? And that's, you know, that's why I'm like, I get some hints that Marie is gaslighting him a bit and being like, no, I could have totally done it. Okay, then why didn't you? That's, and that, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, why didn't you? I, I would have given it to you if you had auditioned. He's like, I asked you to audition. You didn't do it. And you can't have buyer's remorse now and be like, well, you know, if I well, had. she did do it. If but... I had. But she wasn't right. It's like you weren't completely in there, you know. Well, maybe he should have given yeah. her a knife at the audition. 
Could have ended so much differently. It also depends on... You have to... The power of a certain scene in a film, it all depends on what (laughs) they auditioned, what scene they're using. There's, like, the Mm -hmm. basic scene where she's having a conversation. It may come off well, but, you know, in the more powerful scenes, you may not have seen that for her. Mm. Mm -hmm. She could have also just read from a less powerful scene. And again, this is another thing where it's like, we needed context. Because we don't know what what sides she got to audition, we don't know what. Well, I mean, it's all up to the viewer to, to speculate. Of, yes, yeah. you Jonathan? want us to be held. Yes, you want our hands to be held that it's, much that you need the you know dad why? sides. You know from why? The audition. Because I'll tell you another movie that's about living your dreams and not accomplishing them, or accomplishing them based on how much time and effort you put into La La Land. La La Land, you don't get all of the, you don't see all the auditions Emma Stone ever did in that movie, her character, but you see enough to understand why but she is the way I she think is. And the whole point triumphs. of not having that context <laughs> is to really just see the argument as it is. True. And the thing, right. and the thing a, is, a slice that, of yeah. life. And the thing point. is, you. Because La La Land takes place over a period of time. This is over one night. And it's also. Yeah, having that context in the background would, yeah, give you a point to like, well, I'm going to side with Marie, I'm going to side with Malcolm, this or that. But it's really, you need to just look at the argument and see how they're interacting with each other, which is awful. They're both (laughs) just trying to cut each other (laughs) deeply with words. And it's just like, okay, not having this this context. No, you both are actually just terrible with each other. And really should just go go see other people or, you know, take some time alone or something. Especially because they know each other's weaknesses. Because <laughs> Malcolm knows he can hurt Marie by attacking her sobriety, by attacking her, like, personality. And she knows her body. Her body and she knows she can attack him by uh, belittling his art and belittling his, his talent. And picking on his self, uh, self-centeredness and, you know, this right. self-pity he develops when reading the critique so yeah it's that whole you need to just look at the argument and genuinely see that these two should not really be together they're trying to cut each other so deeply with words like this context or not this is a bad relationship and should not continue this feels like if anything this fe- this reminds me of roman j israel uh esquire you ever seen that movie that's with denzel washington i have not seen nope. it yet. that movie well Speaking of, then, yeah, yeah it's so it, it ties in. Um, but in that movie, <laughs> that movie has little to no plot, and but Denzel Washington's amazing in it because it's is it is it just like a slice of it's life like a slice movie? of life of, of this character. Like something happens to this character, so I to say it's no plot is probably not entirely fair. Like there is a thing going on in, in that affects this character's life, but it's like after it happens in the very beginning of the movie it's never really holds as much weight as it's just us watching this dude make a change in his life for a little bit and then the movie ends and it's like this feels like a really great character study like if i was watching a one-man show play of this i would think it's brilliant but because it's a movie it it misses the basics to make a really good film versus what would make a really good one-man show like character breakdown and i feel like this movie is the same way i feel like if i saw this on the stage i would think this is the most brilliant thing ever i would think the dialogue really flows really well the like especially because i could see these costume changes 
being really cool to do like in the stage you know i see where the the act breaks are you know where the intermission is all that stuff but because yeah, i kind of thought that too there have, there should have been moments where i'm like before like the tub scene having it go all just all dark in the intermission style would have been like kind of visually pleasant because you're right it is seeming more and more like a play especially with the monologues and stuff like that where i'm just like i would watch this definitely if it was a play and you know there was an intermission and kind of these like moments where the scene would just go dark and i think because it mimicked a play so much and there wasn't that moment of just like the scene cuts out you didn't have a chance to let it settle it just kept going and with play likes when you're trying to get something to settle in when you're watching it you need that moment that breath away from the characters too as an audience member and you didn't get that it was just a constant fight to jumping to making out to fight to this weird like conversation about like nothing a nothing argument to like calm again to like this and it's just like you don't get a break you're just like what what is wrong with both of you (laughs) That's all I thought. I'm like, what is wrong with both Especially because that scene... I can Sorry, see... Jonathan. One last thing. It's just... There's that... Like, when... After they make out or whatever, and they're like... And, and uh, Malcolm's like, all right, I like what's happening. I'm going to go to use the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. And then Zendaya cries. And then as soon as Malcolm gets back, why didn't you cast me? And it's like... That feels like... I know what you're trying to do, but it feels awkward because literally two seconds ago you were making out and it was gonna go just gonna get down and now like and just because you show one tear does not mean you flowed into the next scene because it, it feels very we're chopped all right now we're on this scene now what wait i got whiplash like wait a minute you can't just you can't just do that it doesn't flow. Okay, I so I I I can definitely see what you guys were are saying um, about like I'd I'd rather this be a play, um, and during the movie I was thinking, ooh, I'd I'd like to see this as a play, mm-hmm. but I I would like, like, I appreciate the film for the film, and um, if. If one day, who knows, it happens to turn into a play, I would appreciate that too. Um, have Have you ever seen uh, Fences? Yes, the movie. No. Okay. Um. So that is also like it's kind of in this realm where it's just like you know it's a conversation that takes place in like mainly one place and it's based on a play, and they they're able to do things with actors that they normally wouldn't do with actors. Um in in you know a stage setting uh and with this with malcolm and marie they were able to film in black and white they were able to do things with the music and the and the camera angles that they wouldn't be able to do on stage and i think that's what i appreciated um about the filmed version rather than a staged version who i'd like i'd love to see a staged version as well because i i was thinking in my mind okay how would this be set up um, and also, Jerome, you said that you love to <laughs> just love that quick you... tone change. <laughs> um, Jerome, you said that uh, you think this would be the most brilliant thing if you saw it on stage. But you also said that you thought the writing was lacking. So which one is it? I think the writing's lacking in the way it flows as a movie. As a play, as a theater uh, theater production, this would be perfect. 
because it would feel like the way I feel like it would flow perfectly for how a play is structured. Um, especially because I look at I uh, still remember Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was structured kind of the same way, where we're in this scene. All right, cut. Now we're onto this. We're, we're with these characters, and we're in this scene. Cut. Now we're back to these characters, same location, technically same time period, but now they're having a different conversation completely, and we're gonna get into another series of monologues. And it's like, but that has like a million characters in it. Malcolm and Marie. That's has what two. I'm saying. That's why Malcolm and Marie doesn't quite work as Marini's Black Bottom. I don't, because we have enough in Marini's Black Bottom. We have a lot of characters. We have a lot of perspectives to bounce off of. If Malcolm and Marie, it's just those two, and so it doesn't. And on top of that, we don't leave this house. We stay here the entire time. And so, like Alex was saying, there's no break from this conversation it just feels like random scenes that are put together that are yes well written well acted but they don't mesh together and that's the problem that's where i think the writing is lacking it's not so much in the dialogue it's in the action notes it's in the everything else that's in between that you don't see because you know they're not going to say it because they're not going to speak the action notes but that stuff's important too and I always consider that when I'm thinking of, like, is a script written well? It's not just about what's said. It's about what's not said. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just my answer. I guess it's all. <laughs> that was your question, Jonathan. I was waiting for you to say something other than yeah. No, I'll, I. He made it. He actually what? made a good point. <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, I. I was going to transition into our ending, but to that, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say that I guess like it, it's, it's, it brought out a nuanced in the, in the sense that yes, they are in this one house. Um, yes, you are tired by the end because you're watching them in this one house, in this location, no breaks watching them argue, watching them get back together again. But I think as the audience member, I think that's intentional in the fact that you're you're essentially supposed to be tired of it. You're supposed to feel like you are a part of this relationship. And by the end, you're, you're emotionally drained and exhausted because you've been in this one house this entire time and you've been fighting with these people for uh, an hour, 45 minutes plus. So I think that's... Um, what got me in the sense that I felt more emotionally like invested in it because I'm like, dang, these people like they just need to like get over it. But um, here's the thing. So I think that's sorry. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I felt the bad side of that. Where yes, I did feel exhausted, and yes, I did feel part of this relationship. But I felt like that friend who was invited over, but then you didn't know that your friend and his girl had been fighting this whole time, like you know, behind the scenes. And she comes home and starts starting some stuff, and then he's like, you know what? Matter of fact, Keisha, let me tell you something. And they just start arguing, and you just have to sit there and act like you just like. I'm a, you know what? I think I could beat the traffic. Let me just, no, you sit here. You're going to listen to this because you need to understand. You know what? Tell her that one time. Tell her what I said. And you're just like, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't. I think my parking's about yeah, to expire. Like, like, I, look, Todd, um, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. You you, you, and, you, and Keisha can have this conversation without me being present. I, I don't need to. And it felt like I had to I, sit here and just wait for them two to be done before I could just leave the house and go well, pay I mean, my parking and just the leave. The whole issue was that like, 
<laughs> I didn't get emo. You, Jonathan, probably got more emotionally invested, which got you more emotionally exhausted, which put you more in the t- mind frame of the couple. Um, I definitely did not get emotionally involved. I was just like, these two people are awful. <laughs> so I was exhausted by the end, and you're right that that is a really good point. They they made it that way so that like, you would feel the tiredness with them, especially at the end when it's just all like, just say thank you to me, and it's all like I love you, and it's just like oh my god, the tiredness <laughs> of that. Um, but I think because of the lack of emotional connection I had with the characters, I didn't feel that. All I felt was kind of this annoyance and tiredness at the end, where it's just like both of you just shut up. Shut up, both of you. I don't want to hear anything from either of you. Um, that being said, though, one thing, the last thing I wanted to say, though, was that the whole our age thing, just to go back to that real quick, when people are like, well, Zendaya is so young. One of the things John David Washington said in response to that was like, no, nah, like for me, especially the way we wrote this script, like I don't see a young girl. I see a woman because she's a woman. She's a grown adult. And he was like, when you see this film, you'll see just how much of a woman she really is. And I wasn't sure what he meant by that. I was like, in what way? And what he meant was in the way of the dialogue. Like, she she holds her own in this conversation. In fact, a lot of times she's, like, really the one in charge of this relationship a lot more than Malcolm is. And you, you feel it. Like, for me, I was like, nah, like, Zendaya is the woman in this relationship. And she's going to make sure you know that. Both you, and Malcolm, also, the person, and this audience. So many <laughs> other films with such... Like the actors, like the male is like 50 and the female is like 20 something. So like the fact that they're like barely 10 years apart is like, really? That's like actually right. pretty common in today's relationship. Women also tend to just like older men because no offense to you two. Uh, Stability. No, the lack of maturity males tend to have. That's true. You guys yeah, tend to mature well. less than slower no, no. than It's females. not that we mature, mature less, it's that we just do. don't care about doing dumb stuff. Like we just hit a point. I think where studies we just have shown care. that women mature faster yeah. than Dumb stuff, do. dude. That's there you go. There's that's the maturity level. You know, right we'll do like you know, why you think there's so many videos of those dudes that'll get on, you know, in full well, they don't know how to ride no skateboard, but they're just like now I'm gonna get on. What do you mean you're gonna get on? You're gonna break your head. Nah, it's fine. It's That's fine. another reason <laughs> women will go for older men is because there's a risk of your same age uh person, partner, uh dying. <laughs> because true. sometimes I'll look at you guys like look at men and be like, How are you all so alive with the stupid decisions you have made? I've seen a man put a la- ladder on top of a ladder to reach a high spot. It's like no, 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 no. See, that's not a man thing though. That's just being an idiot. You know, you can't. That's that has no gender. Charles <laughs> that, that Darwin's trying dumb. to take out the male the male gender for a reason. All right, <laughs> y'all Darwining I yourself. I also like that aspect to the. Okay, Although Jonathan, I'll, let's. <laughs> I think you'd survive. Jerome, you're on thin ice. <laughs> Thank thin you. Ice half Please, time. I already know I'm insane. I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't say anything about insanity. Um, so with you know? the, go on, okay. Jonathan. <laughs> Darwin Awards. How did we get here? Um, the, Males. <laughs> uh, when uh, so I'll, I'll I'll start off with my with my ratings this time. I think I don't know if I've ever started off with my rating. I usually ask you guys first. Um, but I rate this. I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A. It's not an A plus because of those those few things that I mentioned. But and I also, if I gave it an A plus, I feel like you guys would torch my new computer down but i'll um i'm gonna give it an a <laughs> and um 
one of the things saying I forgot what I was what I was going to say um, in response to your point. But uh, one of the things that I was going to say was uh, I can 100 percent see drama schools for the next however many so years using the scenes and monologues in this mm. movie. I for thought years that to come. too, actually, especially Zendaya's ones. I was mm-hmm. like, she went through such various rays of emotion through this. From, like, playing, I don't want to say playing the victim, but, you know, being the heartbroken girlfriend to being, like, I'm going to stab him, to being, like, the soft part of her was exposed. So I can see her monologues definitely being used yeah, I think she'll in be, future acting classes. She'll be nominated more than he will, than John David Washington. Oh, I, prediction? I, I, think, I think she'll be nominated. I don't think he'll be nominated. Do you think she'll be nominated for an Oscar? Who knows? It depends on what comes out this year. Because a lot of movies got pushed back to be in this year from last year to this year. Nothing that was like Oscar caliber, I don't think. But who you never know. You never know. Um while while you're at it, Jerome, what is your, your uh I would like, you know, uh, honestly, I think overall because I'm thinking about like all the movies I've ever given grades for, both on this podcast and not, and analyzing that on my scale, I think I give rich. Uh, a lot of people are going to be mad at me, but I'm I'm okay because I'm going to make an addendum <laughs> real quick. Don't do it for the people. No, do I'm it for giving you. this a D plus. I am giving this a D plus. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> see, I told you. But the reason, why, like, and I like I've said, people are gonna be mad because they'll be like, "You giving this a D plus, but you gave Wonder Woman 1984 a C minus. What's that about?" First of all, I I admit I was too late on Wonder Woman. Look, Wonder That's Woman go- actually prom gave what it promised. <laughs> That's though. fair. But I'm I'm get, I actually am making an addendum right now. Wonder Woman 1984 is also getting a D minus. There, I fixed it. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> um, but it's getting a D plus from me because while yes, the cinematography, gold standard, fantastic, um, with the black and white especially, awesome. Uh, the performances in here, really good. But I feel like this film needed to cook longer like the the yes the monologues are great yes the dialogue is um well written but it feels jumbled it feels like we are just watching like you were tired by the end of this because you've been fatigued at how long this movie is by how long they've kept they kept on this one point of this argument for so long and then on top of that, the scenes that feel like they just pad out the length, like with the criticism stuff, like when there's a whole scene with John David Washington fighting the oxygen, <laughs> like for ten He's rounds, punching the air, you know. And it's like, and it's like, I get it. That's gonna be a that's gonna be for a gift. probably <laughs> that is gonna be a gift. <laughs> that's gonna be a meme of some punching kind, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know when you've been waiting at the line at the DMV and find out you got to get a de- you need a new form. <laughs> um you know so it's like i like when you check the mail and you don't have no stimulus check (laughs) (laughs) but um but at at the same time it's like there's so much stuff that happens that i'm just like i'm not invested and i feel like and the biggest thing is i feel like this movie needed more like if it wasn't going to add more scenes which they couldn't because of covid which is fine but if you weren't going to add more scenes, I think this needed to go through a few more rewrites, maybe to really analyze 
Like, what is the best way to tell this, like, to first establish this relationship before we get into the fights? Because the first bit of this relationship before we get into the argument of this relationship is all from Malcolm's perspective. We have Malcolm doing a whole monologue where he talks about himself. Then he's trying to make the sexy times with Zendaya. She ain't having it. And then they get into the fight. We don't even know what Marie's relate, like how Marie feels about Malcolm before we even start getting into their argument. So there's no establishment of that relationship before we even get into what is going to be the plot more or less of this entire film and that's an imperative part that feels lacking the whole time the whole hour and 45 minutes so for that aspect for all of those negatives i feel like they pile over the positives for me personally and that's why i give it a d plus so you know come at me if you will no disrespect to Zendaya. I like the glare. I think you're incredible, Zendaya. Let me log into my burner account. I knew you Bully would. Bully the first ones to die. <laughs> at the first ones to die. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts and your grades? Well, I still hated it. I wasn't a fan. But I'll actually give it a C. Mainly because I think... Um, it's one of those movies you do have to watch to see it what if you like it or not. It's going to be hard to like critique or listen to the critiques because of such a mixed review. There's literally on this podcast alone <laughs> one who hates it, one who loved it, one who was like eh in the middle. I think it has such a range that you really yourself has to watch it. And you're right, with the cinematography, the well-done lighting, the black and white, it is a visually beautiful film, I think. And just on that aspect alone, I would suggest watching it. The monologues kind of drag sometimes, but there were powerfulness in it, and the toxicity of the relationship kind of was sometimes too much, but also you could see so much of both their point of views. So I definitely think, like, if you want to see how you enjoy it, definitely watch it. There are beautiful parts of the film. I'm not going to deny that. I just didn't, didn't enjoy it. And I think it's mostly due to the fact that I didn't make the connectional, the emotional connection or the personal connection to either one of them. Right off the bat, I'm just like, both of you are just terrible individuals. <laughs> but you can make that connection, you know, to either one. You can have that feeling because I did see, again, points between Malcolm and I did see points between Marie and, like, I got what they were trying to say. And I think the lack of context helps in a weird way in just, like, you're needing to watch this argument. It's not about what happened before, and it's not about if they're going to really make it till tomorrow morning. It's about right there and then, and you need to focus on right there and then. And I have a lot of problems with staying in the right there and then. So, <laughs> um, I think it's definitely a movie you do need to watch on your own and see if I'm going to enjoy it or not, because I think this is definitely a movie with the min minimalist of it and the quick writing and just being two actors in a film. It's just something, if it's your taste or not, what it comes down to. Yeah. So, And it's a good point you brought up about, you know, one person loves it, one person's man, one person hates it. Cause I think this is, this is the first time, at least in a minute that we've all had like vastly different, stances on a movie where we haven't been just either somewhere in the middle or two people have one opinion and one person has an opposite um 
And you know that's that's why we love movies because everyone has. <laughs> a, a Although you did almost taste. fall out of your chair when I said I hated it, you went. I back. did this thing. This, this we saw it move. Uh, background nearly I toppled say, over. You know and... the thing to to piggyback off of that is I also thought about like, well, none of us have had a relationship like Malcolm and Marie's, uh, as far as like you know been dating someone and that's our relationship. So maybe for someone that 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 is their relationship or a past relationship of theirs this movie like speaks to them because they're like no i've i've experienced this like this is real yeah. <laughs> like i've i've experienced Absolutely, this relationship yeah. i think the last person i dated was like 10 years ago i was like 19 that I, was enough <laughs> i i had a i you don't even want to know i had a a, a malcolm and marie situation no i'm just kidding i was like really <laughs> just... we're gonna need to cut this podcast all right down second episode part two malcolm and marie review the uncut version we get to, is gonna be... <laughs> we get to know jonathan's personal life uh with that being said um i think it's a good time to end it wow we did we went long i feel like we're just trying to beat our own personal record at this nothing will beat villains and anti-heroes i think that's like defending <laughs> I just yeah. like how well we did with the But you know what though? Black, I got heated. Black History Month is going strong because th- this week was Malcolm and Marie. Next week is uh let me hold on, let me look at my notes. I want to make sure I get it right, but I think I I got it. Is Jude we'll what have, you do, Jonathan? Go we'll ahead. have to do No, I oh oh go ahead. Oh. I was just gonna say. I was I was about to be like, um, we'll have to do we'll have to do all like all like Latin or Hispanic content for Hispanic Heritage for sure. Month, but that's not Dang until it, like and we September. already did the Selena review. Maybe the Selena season two will come out by then. I thought it was in October. I think it's mid September through mid October. It's like not a. We don't even get a month. We get split. It's a month, but it's like throughout two months. So you technically get two months. Not really, man. (laughs) But next week, tune in for yet another new movie review for Judas and the Black Messiah. Now I'm excited for this one. I'm excited. Yeah, that one. I'm excited to see Uh, that one. So uh, you know, and we might have another special guest if she's willing. That's this is true. So yo, tune in next week. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss us talking about. Judas in the Black Messiah. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Anyway. <laughs> I, yeah. All right. With that being said, uh, you can find us at the first ones to die on all social media platforms. You can email us the first ones to die at gmail.com. And where can we find you both at? Uh, Alex. Uh, I am on Instagram, living my okayest life. And I mainly run the TikTok account for the first ones to die, where I post little tidbits of our podcast and just random videos when I'm super bored. My favorite video from that TikTok account is the very, like, one of the first ones that posted where you have Tevin crashing through the standing. That was just a great day. He went straight through that standing. For more information about that, watch our old Tales Behind the Usher Station 2 uh, episode when we were behind the Usher station where we talk about that. I that hit the Thor Ragnarok standee with a hammer multiple times. That's how he was able to go through it. I made a hole. <laughs> Jerome, where can we find you? You can find me at not Jerome Red <laughs> on Instagram. And also, uh, it will happen. I'm going to put some content on RoboZoo Media as well. You can follow me there as well. You can find out all about my other artistic ventures much like malcolm i too am a filmmaker 
I'm like Malcolm. I'm not as narcissistic about it. So check out. <laughs> uh, we'll see what time. Are you going to find your Marie? Oh, no. Listen, if, similar... I, if I had a girl like Marie, it would be we would be fighting every night. First of Jonathan, all, mac and cheese alone. Jonathan, <laughs> where were you from? You know what? Then you make your own you damn day. Find me at, Jonathan, go. You can find me at <laughs> mac and cheese. Um, you can find me at Jonathan Keys. My name, Jonathan K E Y E S. And that is it for today. We will see you next week for Judas and the Black Messiah. And until then, have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye bye.